understand that my wife pushed those babies out. Those are hers. And there's a different dynamic. Welcome to The Blended. My name is Eric Armstead. I'm your host today. I'm here with Anne. And today we're going to discuss a topic that's near and dear to our hearts and uh, introducing The Blended. The only father that I really knew, my nuclear family was my mom, my stepdad, and my brother, who came eight years after I was born. And that can be a difficult relationship to manage. At first, everything was hunky-dory. I was daddy's little girl. But you know, you get into the teenage years and things can change. And I know, Eric, you had a similar experience being the father of five with two of those children not being your biological children. Yeah, it was, it was different to say the least, but I was that dad who had um, two children that really, really dug me. I was the cool dad um, until a few years later when you hit different parts of your life. And when that happened, things change and it's, it's kind of drastic. You know, all I knew growing up was my stepfather and my mother as a couple, as a married couple. That was mom and dad. I did understand that my biological father was my biological father. I understood the difference, but the dad day in, day out, changing diapers, picking me up from school, taking me to daycare, you know, buying back to school supplies, all that. Uh, dad 365 was my stepfather. And I took that for granted for a long time until I was an adult when I fully understood the difference between what my stepfather was doing 24-7, 365, than what my father was able to do not living in the same household as I was. Wow, what a different vantage point because from my vantage point, I was, um, I didn't raise them from three, right? So I came in at um, eight, I came in at eight and and seven um, and so from my vantage point it was um, developing new habits and you know and of course looking looking like the shiny marble um, not not too much discipline in the beginning you know walking walking kind of you know easy around them and from that going and getting to know them and developing love for them and and then from that, going into what's normal as a father, and that is, op um, you know, the opposite of, or not the opposite, but discipline, of course, and structure. And my background in my household came from structure. So, of course, that is what I would try to, you know, put with the children. And that's a conversation you have to have with the spouse, be it a woman, mom, or dad. Whoever's become, coming in being the step-parent has to play that role and own it if they choose, if that's the kind of dynamic of your relationship, you know? Um, and in that case, it was because the children were so young. It's one thing if you're coming into, you know, the older kids and they're already raised and whatever. It's more of a respect situation at that point. But when you're really raising kids, you have to have that discussion with the spouse and say, okay, I'm really going to own this and really be a parent and always, in love and always, tough love and you know, the fun times too. Um, it's funny because that transition started off kind of happy. Um, it started off kind of, oh, so we empty out the dishes. Oh, okay, well, okay, well, we can, we can see emptying out the dishes. Mm -hmm. um, my kids laugh sometimes on how we used to fold the socks. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we fold the socks. And remember, I'm repeating what I seen in my household growing up as a, as a kid. I remember the first time when there was a, a tad implementation and we were driving somewhere and my one daughter um, started playing with the door. And so I looked back and I said, hey, don't play with the door, right? Okay. She looked at me like I was crazy and she kept doing it. And I said, hey, I asked you, don't do that, right? It's very dangerous playing with the door, right? So she just looked at me and kind of went back to it. And I said, hey, young lady. So voice octave changed. Hey, young lady. That daddy, that daddy voice came out. That little bit of lion came out, right? Because, of course, you know, what's a lion without its roar, right? Mm -hmm. So that came out, and she looked at me, took her hand off of it. And I think from there, it was, okay, I cracked it open. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong now. I think my wife peered over at me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm almost, she had a moment of... She had a moment like, what? Did, what? Did you... And then from there, once, once... Oh, so, so once my wife, my girlfriend at the time, looks at me, she looks, me, she looks at me, gives me this kind of snarly-looking look, and you can determine what snarly is. That's up to you, right? But snarly to me is like, right? Um, because this is new to her too now, right? So once she looks at me and everybody looks at me, and then I sit there in this endless pit in my chair, just kind of like, I'm by myself right now. But I was raised by Billy Armstead, my daddy. And guess what? I'm sure he sat there many a times with his woman and me and my brothers and sisters and was like, I'm going to sit on this perch because I'm stand on principle. This is how it has to be. And then from there, it was pretty rapid in how it came because I think that was one of the first times there become challenge. The glory comes later. And when you think about the journey, because it is a journey raising any children, but raising, raising a child that has the ability to say to you you ain't my daddy or you ain't my mama um, you really take in consideration that your glory will come later if you stay the course so that and that was once I made the decision to turn around and be a raiser and raise my and raise these children once I made that decision I knew I was all in and that being said, sometimes you, you're up against everybody. And you will, man or woman, maybe the, maybe you're coming in as a father and you're bringing, and you, and you have kids and you're taking care of those kids. Well, those are your babies. Number one, I love my wife. And number two, these are kids. And the, that's where the, that mantra, the glory comes later. Because if I make a decision to raise then I cannot do it halfway, right? If I So if I make a decision, and remember, it's a value system. So my value system tells me these certain things. For example, um, you, dating, boys, big deal in my family, big deal because I have girls, big deal in, in the presentation of yourself, um, whatever religion you happen to be in or what religion you came from. Um, all these things are what, when, when it's time to raise a child, we want them to be strong, able-bodied, in my case, women that are able to tackle this world and need themselves until they pair with another human being. 
moving forward, your relationship with the children changed. How did that affect the relationship with your wife? What was that conversation like? Because I'm sure after that car ride, when you guys had a quiet moment to yourself, she went, um, what happened in the car? Or something to that effect. And, and had that conversation happened prior to that moment or did it happen post that moment? Did you have the conversation and say, listen, at some point I'm going to discipline these kids or did it just happen? And then you had to kind of be reactive instead of proactive. So navigating that in the beginning, you throw out small flares. So small flares are like, um, hey, put that down. (laughs) Right. Um, Hey, won't you come down from there? Um, Hey, I don't think you should talk to your mom like that. Right, like um, negotiation. Um, I don't think you should talk to your mom like that. Mom, hey, uh, here was a big one. Hey, let your mom sleep. She's sleeping. Why would you just wake her up so you can ask her if you can have a cookie? Right, like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you can ask me or you can wait. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you see, she's sleeping. She worked very hard. Mm -hmm. She deserves a couple winks. Let her sleep. Um, So those are the small flares. But it was signs that this happy, happy, joy, joy life was getting ready to run muck a little bit, like run a little bit afloat because when I would throw some flares out there, like, hey, let your mom sleep. Obviously, some of those things would come back at me, right? And so I'm okay, I don't need to sleep. So those were the beginning flares. Imagine as we progressed, a lot of, a lot of communication, tons of communication, tons of laying in the bed, sort of quiet and saying to myself, hmm, I think I need to bring this up and, and trying my best to understand how she was feeling. Like from my perspective, it was so much different than yours because I never knew what the relationship between my mother and father looked like, my biological father. I was a toddler, I don't remember it. Um, so all I had was my mom and my stepdad and with that perspective it was like well my stepdad was always dad like that's just who the he the role he played in my life so i didn't have to worry about my mother didn't necessarily have to worry as much with um discipline and all that i don't think what was necessarily they prepared for was once i wasn't a little girl anymore and i start becoming a teenager and then i get into the more okay i truly at 12 13 14 understand that my biological dad is my biological dad and that my stepfather is my stepfather that my parents were once married that they're no longer married that my you know my parents as i know them got together at like i came from a different my brother comes from my mom and my dad but my you know and my i have a sister who comes from my dad and my and my stepmother so you have all these other kind of things playing into now there's complexities into you're just you're my stepdad and that as a teenager you can use that to your advantage to be like again even though you've been out of life since i was three well you're not my dad i don't see the sweat blood and tears that is put into being a father to me because i'm a 13 14 year old brat who understands that life's a little easier when with dad why because dad knows that he's not there every day and dad wants me to love him and dad doesn't want me to forget him and dad doesn't want me to view stepdad as 100 percent dad because he knows that he's not there all the time and stepdad is there 24 7 365 right so there's all these dynamics that play into 
a child feeling like their love is conditional. They can take that away from you at any time. But you as a parent, like you said, you chose. You chose to raise this child and your love can't be conditional. And you either have to be 100% in it or out of it. There's no gray, it's black or white. And it's so true because what you experienced at 14 or 12 was options. That's what you experienced, right? So you experienced these options that all favored you, right? And that's what happens. And not only did you experience options, but not only did you experience options, but your dad was able to say, your biological dad was able to say what we would call the DS dad, you know, the Toys R Us dad, right? He didn't have to put no work in. Right, he had this cookie cutter made for him, right? So some of the behaviors and the disciplines that was taught by from your dad was taught. There was no, there's work to teach a child how to maneuver in life. In my in my situation, I'm the eldest of uh, of three daughters, and so um, my two other sisters are mostly raised by their moms, um, and so. The conversation from my dad's always like, oh, your mother's did such a good job with you guys. Uh, you know, whereas in my case, it was not only my mother, but my stepfather. He, my dad got the benefits of the work that my stepfather, my mother put in. He didn't have to do the day in, day out. Did you do your homework? Did you clean your room? Did you, you know, so on and so forth. All that day in, day out grind. And not for not wanting to be there, but this structure of divorce and separated families. He lived in an entire different state. That was just the reality of our uh, dynamic, partially because my stepfather was in the military and we moved around a lot. There's a period for four years I didn't even see my dad because we lived overseas. And he, I mean, I knew who my dad was. We kept a great relationship via phone. And, and, you know, my mother was really good when I was a child of sending him birthday cards in my name. And when I was a toddler, I couldn't write. Like, the mother being super mindful of that stuff. And super mindful of that stuff for my stepfather as well. For his birthday, for Father's Day, for him. Playing that role. So, at some point, we got to get your wife in here. Because I'm sure she had to do a lot of back and forth in that respect, too. That's a big role that she had to do, right? Like, she had to take on me. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a man <laughs> like that, that's you know in all of its glory or all of its things that are not so glorious right and so we as parents have to make sure that we because me and my brother talk about it all the time uh, we stay the course that we stay the course on what we believe in know that this is right and whatever comes along with that needs to come along with it um, so one of the things that uh, came along with it was of course you know, me and my wife went from skippity skippity Lou, happy go joy joy all day every day to man, it's a little bit of quiet time in the bed. Man, these legs are not touching each other like they used to. They used to be wrapped around playing footsies. Now we're trying to play away footsies, right? Because so much emotion, you have to learn. You have to learn how to. You know, of course, you don't do it all right, but you have to learn how to deal with this relationship of being a blended family. And all these different things you have to learn to do together. And I think what keeps me going to that time is no matter what me and my wife went through, no matter how many quiet arguments or, dare I say, loud arguments that we went through, we looked each other in the eye and always said, I love you. And she said it back to me, I love you. And we, and we were very vocal on saying out loud and sometimes to our kids, 
we ain't going nowhere. You may, I mean, I would be lying if I say our arguments had never spilled over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about this is raw emotion. Like, this is this is real, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, but what, one thing that we did was we were always able to say when we had our family meetings, because we would have family meetings, family meetings, and we would we would say to each other, okay, it's time, put it on the table. Let's put it on the table. And But we would close those family meetings and sometimes having to let our children know, hey, just so you know, me and mommy ain't going nowhere. Me and mommy's going to be here. We're, we're going to raise you. Um, we're going to make sure we raise you and love you. Um, but we're a team. And sometimes we're going to argue about being on the same team. But we are on the same team. And I think um, in life, that's where we come with the glory is later your glory comes later and that just simply means stay the course because once all of this once these young people get older one day they look at you and they say thanks and 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 believe it or not it comes quicker than you think it's not all the time when they're 30 or 28 sometimes it's when they're 19 and a half going into 20 and they've seen some landmines that their counterparts have stepped in and they say i remember that sometimes it's as simple as this one time my kids wanted to wear their pajamas to walmart why can't we go to walmart i want to go to walmart and it was a little fuss in my house about wearing pajamas to walmart you're not wearing pajamas to walmart you're not wearing slippers to walmart you're gonna get dressed and then you can go to walmart but it only takes a few short years for them to pick their heads up, mm-hmm. look around, and say, hey, hey, pops. Hey, pops. <laughs> thank you. Well, why are you talking? Why are you telling me thank you? Because look. Oh, the SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> oh, I got you. Now I got you. The SpongeBob SquarePants, right? I got you. I got you. And and so that's that Walmart story, that pajama story, is a kind is is a your glory comes later. Because you have protected them, you have shown them, and then they're going to see, if it's out of love, they're going to see the way that you took them, the road that you took them, benefited them. Look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself that question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you, have you guys created a relationship, meaning boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and boyfriend, that is that looks to last that is strong like we always say strong like bull because if your relationship is not strong like bull then i would say you 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 guys need to wait a little bit before you involve yourself into these babies lives because you have to make sure your relationship is solid or the, the the level it's nothing like a mama or a daddy seeing their baby cry right or wrong right or wrong dead wrong there's nothing like a mama watching her baby i'll talk for for a guy's standpoint you're not gonna win that battle so if you're not if if you're not ready or if you're not ready to lose some battles you have to be ready to lose some battles you have to be ready to say because you want to win the war you have to be ready but you also have to be ready to fight some battles because you want to win the war and, and me and my brother used to always say, hey, you know, some of the things we're going to fight for, and some of the things we're just going to, we're going to go to the golf course and play some golf. Two rounds of it. 
36 holes in Florida, 90 degree weather. But we're going to go hang out on the golf course because you know what? That's a war that I do not need to fight. But I want to. I really, really want to. So you got to learn to be able to walk away. And like I said, the key is, are you, is your relationship forged on steel? Have you guys had the conversation? Don't meet, don't meet someone two months later talking about you love each other and you're going to be, you're going to be, and they got kids. You can be haphazard with, you can be haphazard with just you and, and, and her. Hell, well, then you can do whatever you want. You can go out and say, ooh, we love each other. And you can try to make it work. But when you involve, when you involve kids, you got to think if they're young or if they're old, doesn't matter. You got to think these are other brains that are growing, that are watching, that are paying attention. And how are you going to handle that? Um, so, yeah, that's what we look for. We look for, we look for in the blended. We're going to talk about these different topics. Um, today it was fun and let's just keep let's just keep going on and, and exploring what that looks like